What's going on, family? What's going on? What's going down? What's shaking? Welcome to Jonathan Souls Podcast. <laughs> this is Jonathan Soul speaking with you now. I got the honor and privilege of talking to a mover and a shaker, not only in the the the, the, the web comic space, uh, but also I, I would say that he's a thought leader. I'm going through his uh, web comic, The Life and Times of Abigail Waller. And I'm trying to figure out, is, do women really talk like this? <laughs> you know what I'm like, is he dishing out the dirt? You know what I mean? Is he, is he our WikiLeaks when it comes uh, to the single woman out there? Ladies and gentlemen, I'm talking about Kevin Sorrell. What's going on with you, brother? How's it going? How's it going? Real good, man. Real good, real good. So, you know, this is, uh, you're an alumnus to the Jonathan Soul podcast, man. I had the yeah. privilege of talking to you before. And uh, since then, you've been nominated for a Glyph Award. So, congrats mm -hmm. on that. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Congrats on that. And I don't know who the Glyph people are, but they should have just hooked the brother up. You, you know, understand? <laughs> because, uh, but you're getting your awards from the people, man. You, you definitely are. There's quite a bit of buzz. Uh, about your uh, your webcomic, man. Uh, what's your thoughts on that? What, what do you think? Well, to be honest, I'm 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 happy, man. I mean, you know, the greatest thing you can get when you're putting out work is to have people respond to it. You know, greatest thing as a writer is for people to respond to it. Hopefully, the way you want them to respond. But you know, any any response is better than no response. So I'm glad that people are enjoying it. Um, we pick we're steadily picking up more and more readers. And, you know, folks are being a little more vocal, you know, um, and, and it's great. Uh, last week, last Wednesday, I was a little bit late getting Wednesday's comic up, and I actually had one fan that, you know, posted unprovoked and was like, I'm sitting here patiently waiting on my Abigail Waller comic wow. today. So okay. that that really made me feel good because I'm like, P people are waiting and watching. So mm -hmm, it, it's mm -hmm. a great time. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you go to AbigailWallerSeries.com, Abigail Waller, W-A-L-L-E-R, series.com, you, uh, you can catch the latest spill. So uh, the, the thing that I noticed going through the book, I went, I keep saying the book, because I'm sure at some point you're going to compile these into print. Am I right or wrong? At some point I want to, yes. Beautiful. And uh, so I went back to September. And uh, by the way, how long has this strip been running? Uh, strip's been running for a little over two years now. I think we wow. started... April 23rd of 2015, so it's it's been running since then. Um, you know, I, I it has something of like a TV format, so we do have seasons. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we'll run for about four months, four, four and a half months, and then, you know, I might take two months off or three months off mm -hmm. and then come back with another season. So right now uh, we started season five in September, so you're caught up. Wow. So, uh, you know, it's funny you mentioned television because – the way you format some of these cells, I swear to Christ, it looks like storyboards for some type of you know TV show or something. <laughs> there was this uh, this one where um, the the young ladies they was kind of chilling. Let me see if I can go back. Uh, the ladies were chilling, uh, and uh, let me see where are we are. You at one fifty one eighty? Hold on for a second. Uh, they were sitting around chilling, and, and you know she, the young lady was talking about something, and uh, she said that the Abigail said to her friend uh, something to the effect of "You really didn't say that to that, you know, to that girl." 
and then you know she just kind of made that face you know what <laughs> i mean and then the next panel was like sigh you know okay you told uh, me and i remember people yeah. talking about that on twitter yeah you yeah. know what i mean um, i remember it's like like they was watching uh i don't know how, like they was watching a television like a sitcom Mm-hmm. You know, did you hear what such and such said last night? You know, kind of thing. It's like right. it's serious water cooler talk. Yeah. So what's yeah. up with the uh, what's up with the zoom ins and and the, what's up, man? You you you, you cooking up another uh, uh, web series or what? What's going on, man? No, no, I'm I'm, I'm not right now. But um, you know, it's just I don't want every panel to look exactly the same. You know, I, I do come from a film background. I mean, mm-hmm. my, my degree in college was in film, and that's where I was starting first. And I think last time I was on the show, I mentioned that Abigail existed as a web series for, like, two episodes. Which is awesome. So, go to uh, go to YouTube, family, and just look up Abigail Waller, and uh, and then you'll see it. It was on, like, Cougar. Uh, what was it called? Uh, Cougar's Mark TV. Yeah, Cougar's Mark TV. But Abigail Waller is easier to spell. So just look it yep. up on YouTube. And it's it's really really dope. I mean, the casting is terrific. The actors, it's very well made. Appreciate that, man. But yeah, so I mean, I I don't want every panel to look the same. So and you know, it it, it has effects. You know, there's there's a method to the madness. Like you know, when we punch in for a close up or a medium close up, that type of thing. Um, so it's it's just all part of the storytelling. You know, it's kind of funny, man. Um, again, I just can't help but make these. Uh, you know, television show analogies or whatever. There was this uh, one series that you did where they were talking about gun control, mm-hmm. and uh, I guess uh, you know Abigail's chilling in a in a uh, coffee house or whatever, and you know, young white girl come up to her, and you know, trying to basically, I guess, uh, you know, convince Abby that hey, you know, you know, her particular view of gun control is the right way, and this and the third. And, and you know Abigail was was checking her like <laughs> like every panel, and then it was it was one thing she said which this is something black people do we make up words, you know but after you make it up it's canon, you follow me after right. it's, it's in the lexicon, it's in the ether right. and so she said something to the effect of uh, let's see here I wanted to tell you how much I disagree with you so basically the girl heard Abby talking about you know like a shooting or whatever. You're probably talking about when she says something about the caucasity. <laughs> that, that's what I was leading up to. Thanks, man. She was yeah. like the caucasity of it all. And the girl was like, well, what? <laughs> you know what I mean? But yeah. in that word, it kind of capsulized the, the the arrogance and the uh, what's the word? The angst and the, uh, you know, all that kind of, you know, foolishness that, you know, folk bring to the table with them sometimes. And uh, it was it was crazy. And then she said, uh, is that even a word? And she was like, give it a few months. Uh, you will have appropriated. Uh, you'll have appropriated it like you do everything else. Just very, very kind of clever, kind of witty, kind of little darts that she was throwing. Uh, yeah. How long does it take you to come up with these, uh, you know, first the concepts and then flush it out into a story? Um, you know, with the concepts. I mean, they they can come up very fast. Um, that that particular episode is a four part episode called Trigger Happy, mm-hmm. and it wasn't even part of you know the plan that I had for this season because when I go into each season, I already have like the episodes planned. I I generally know how many you know their titles and what they're about. Mm-hmm. But um, you know the thing in Vegas happened, right? And I really wanted 
to say something about it. I mean, I had a lot of thoughts and feelings about it and didn't quite know how I was going to do it. You know, was I going to try to make a short film about it? Was I going to go to YouTube? Was I mm-hmm. going to just write a, a blog post? And then I was like, well, I have my comic and I didn't really know if I wanted to address it or not because I didn't want to run the risk of throwing off the balance of the rest of the story that I had for the season. But, mm-hmm. you know, I, I just really wanted to say something and it was a perfect, you know, perfect opportunity to. So the idea came up quick. That one was, you know, obviously spurred because of a tragedy. Yeah. Uh, now, as far as how long it takes to get it together, you know, it, it ranges. Uh, this one actually took a little more time than I thought it would because, you know, first I had to figure out what I wanted to say and then, you know, kind of figure out how I wanted to say. And I wanted to present the argument in a way where it wasn't, you know, necessarily all one-sided, you know, the, the, the white girl that comes up has her view, Abby has her view. And um, so, I don't know, that one maybe took, um, oh, I don't know, it took a few hours mm-hmm. to to uh, actually get the comic done. And then there was some, some of the uh, the way I was posing the characters kind of took a while or whatever. But, um, yeah, that one, that, one, that one took a little bit of time, but I really wanted to say it. And, I really wish I could take credit for that work or Cassidy, but I can't. Uh, I've seen it online, and it was just <laughs> a perfect opportunity to drop it in there. So, you mm-hmm. know, just trying to stay timely, I guess. What kind of response did you get on the interwebs? Um, that one got a really good response. Um, and I had one brother, I cannot think of his name right now, but um, he writes for a newspaper out of, uh, oh, God, uh, Philly or Pittsburgh? I'm going to get both cities mad at me now, but uh, <laughs> uh, Pennsylvania. And uh, you know, he wrote a real nice, just a little tweet and said, "Hey, you know, uh, you know, check out Abigail Waller. You know, there's hope for good storytelling in the web comic format." And I was all touched about that, mm-hmm. and um, appreciated. But no, it seems to have gotten you know a really good response. So you know, again, I'm just happy about that. I'm pleased about that. I mean. I- you and Bounce, you know, uh, Chuck Collins over there at the uh, Bounce uh, webcomic. I mean, you guys are really, you know I mean, taking up where um, I would say uh, Aaron Magruder left off. Oh, you know? that's, 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 that's huge. I don't even know how I feel about that. You know, I'm, just, <laughs> I'm just stating the facts, man. You know what I mean? And I'm not talking about the, 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 the cartoon. Mm-hmm. Put that shit to the side. I'm talking about the <laughs> the, the strip that he the, used to do. The original strip. The yeah. original, you know, before they niggerized it and put Uncle Ruckus in there <laughs> and all that bullshit. I'm talking about, you know, the the realness, man. I feel like mm-hmm. you guys are, because nature abhors a void. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And when somebody creates something, you know, beautiful in the universe and then they move on, well, there's a void that's left. And so they, you know, it draws other, you know, you know, talented, you know, people like yourselves to fill that void and to push forward kind of thing. So, uh, you know, you got other jokes in there. Let me see. Go through my notes real quick. Uh, Let's see here. I looked and I saw uh, there was a really cool joke about um, uh, Black Panther and Storm in uh, number 57. Uh, Mm -hmm. What was it? Uh, Abigail and the brother's name is T. T, yep, T-E-E. Yeah, T. And so, uh, you know, they were, you know, I guess they had broke up or whatever, and, and Abigail was trying to get back together. And then Abigail says something to the effect of, you know, I see us together like Black Panther and Storm. And then, you know, of course, you know, anybody who's a true comic book head, you know what I mean, was like, <laughs> 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 so, 
<laughs> that's not the best analogy to use. You know what I mean? Of course, right. he said, you know, you know what I mean? So, yeah, so that was that was hilarious. I did, th- I did think that T was kind of a little too emotional. Is he based on a character in real life, man, or, or what? No, no, he's not based on anybody in real life. I just, you know, I wanted him to kind of be a little bit of the antithesis of Darren, you know, Abigail's ex. Right. You know, I just wanted this guy to be, you know, just a regular brother, you know, geeky. You know, maybe he's a little more forthcoming with his feelings, you know. Mm-hmm. He's a little softer where, you know, Darren is, can be just straight-out asshole, you right. know. right, right. Yeah, and a lot of sisters, they you know they gravitate toward the asshole sometimes. Uh, there well, was yeah. a, there, in, in number sixty one. There, I mean sixty two. There was an Office Space reference, which I thought was <laughs> hilarious. You know, as you can tell, I was taking notes on it. I mean, it, you know, it, it kind of almost reminds me of like like I enjoy hip hop, but I enjoy it from like the old school, like you know, late eighties, early nineties lyricist, where they mm. say something. You say what what what? Let me rewind the tape, you know, like that. You know what I mean? It's like when you mm-hmm. write something that tickles your brain. That's really what it is. It's like you're kind of playing with the ideas and it tickles your brain and you rewind. Um, I did notice as an artist, because my training is graphic design and everything, I did notice that the style is becoming more refined from the earlier, you know, like the issues before uh, last uh, April when we talked, I noticed that the, the art style is becoming more refined. And then, of course, in uh, uh, 167, 168, that's when we talked about the, like, the trigger happy, the gun control mm-hmm. thing. So, wow, man, two years in the business. You know, two yep. years in the business. I mean, uh, are you accomplishing what you want with this property? You know, I am. Um, when, I, when I set out to do this, I just wanted to tell the story. Mm-hmm. And that, that was it. That was the only goal I had starting out, um, you know, at one point I did say, you know, it would be cool to be nominated for a glyph. I just thought that would be cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when that happened, I was like, wow, you know, mission, you know, that mission's accomplished. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, sure, it'd be awesome to win one, but yes, that's on, that's the next step. <laughs> right. right now, you know, you always hear actors and whatever say, I'm, it's an honor to be nominated. It really is. You know, especially like you said, because that award comes from the people. Right. So, you know, yeah, no, we, I'm pretty much accomplishing everything um, I want to do and, and having fun while doing it. I really can't ask for anything more. You know, there was a, a while back. I, uh, I was um, having a lunch with this young lady. She was an editor and I mm. wanted her to edit this novel I was working on. And, uh, you know, you know, she was cute. So I was trying to, you know, see if I could figure out a way in and, um, she was telling me how she was uh, she goes to this church and, uh, you know, it's kind of like a new agey. I don't know if that's even a term anymore, but like a new agey kind of a church to where, you know, they have different features, you know, during the week. And um, on Wednesdays, like the preacher gets possessed by this alien entity and he tells people stuff about their life to help them along their way. You know what I mean? They call uh, it, you know, uh, I don't know if you ever heard of that, but they like call it channeling, you know, kind of. They don't use possession, they call it channeling uh, and everything. And then I was like, uh, well, that's cool, you know. So on Wednesdays, uh huh. She's like, it's the same alien? She's like, yeah, same alien. I said, well, can he change the channel? <laughs> 
now to me that's fucking hilarious she looked at me like Mm -hmm. oh my god you ignorant bastard you know what i mean kind of thing Mm -hmm. so i guess what i'm trying to lead up to in my old jonathan soul way is how are you channeling abigail man i mean you got your 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 girlfriend, your wife, your sister feed you lines. I mean, how are you able to give such an authentic voice to this female character, man? I mean, are you channeling Abigail? Is that is that what it is? You know what? I I I don't really have an answer for that. Um, all I can say is I just try to write. You know, the most the, the uh, just try to write the character as best as I can. You know, as it's as intelligently as I can. Um, I've so, I read somewhere years ago that, you know, um, if you want to write, and, you know, maybe this goes back to a little bit more of my screenwriting history, you know, if you want to write different characters, you just start by listening hmm. to them, listen to how they talk, listen to the, the words they use, the cadences they use. Um, you know, I mean, I grew up, I had a mother, you know, I mean, I'm with the lady now. Um, and you just, just listen to how people talk. And, Luckily, there's more and more uh, shows and stuff coming on now which feature black women where folks, if for some crazy reason they've never been exposed to them, right. can actually be, you know, exposed to black women, you know, doing what they do on the regular. But um, I really wish I had a better answer other than it's just it, it comes from the brain. Um, someone asked me this question years and years ago when I was in college, and I did a stage play, a stage play that I wrote and directed. And... Um, a sister came up to me afterwards and she uh, ran an organization and she was like a black feminist. Mm-hmm. And uh, she came up to me and said basically the same thing. It's like, you did a great job. You know, you challenge the, the women sound, you know, authentic. And I mean, that was the biggest coming from her, was the biggest mm-hmm. compliment I could get. Yeah. That man. I felt like I, I'd, I'd captured the voice. So I, I don't know how I do it, mm-hmm. but um, it's, it's working. It might be an alien. I don't know. Could be. <laughs> might, part, might have a, a wireless hookup that I'm not aware of. Well, honestly, man, you know, I, I do feel there's some kind of alchemy going on when it comes to these kind of arts. You know, I've interviewed enough writers uh, who tell me consistently that, you know, at a certain you know stage or a certain part of their own development, that they say that the characters talk to them, mm-hmm. you know, and tell them what to say and what to write and so forth. And then, you know, I don't know how many interviews it was, 10, 20 interviews into it. I started asking artists and a couple of them told me the same thing. It's like, yeah, you know, you know, certain characters, they tell you how to draw them, you know, what they want to be doing. So, I, I, you know, in some weird metaphysical, you know, way, I, I do think that, you know, when you have something that rings true, maybe it is just you putting, you know, pieces together and kind of mixing up, you know, or maybe... You know, because you're so observant, it opens up a portal. And then, you know, I, those, I, you know, go ahead. I think that's part of it. Um, but I think for me, what also helps is the fact that, you know, when I started out, I wrote down, you know, who these characters were. I wrote up histories for them and backstories for them, you know, mm-hmm. uh, where they went to school, what type of diction they use, you know, oh, wow. who's in their okay. family. So I wrote backgrounds on each character, so you you get to kind of know each character. So when you're in a situation and you're like, I want a response to what this character says, you can kind of filter through the background that you've written. Well, how would Abigail respond to this? Because she's going to respond in a different way than Tracy would. Mm-hmm. You know, if someone is being, you know, an asshole, Tracy might decide to come straight forward, you know, full guns blazing and cut them down where they stand. Right. 
Abby might want to say something to that effect, but she's going to couch it a little sweeter. You know, she's going to come with a little bit more of a a little shiv between the ribs. And mm-hmm. Tracy sometimes just she don't care. She's going to just bludgeon you with a bat. You know, right. so it's. You know, I think sometimes it's just it's development and its character and realizing how they would react in that particular situation. Yeah. You know, one of the most uh, important things about this kind of art is the fact that it allows us to kind of see our own reflection in the universe, so to speak. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know, growing up as African-Americans, you know, the only time I, I don't know how old you are, but <clears throat> when I was little, little like elementary school level, I remember running through the house and. Mommy, mommy, black people on TV, black people on TV kind of thing. And because we didn't see them, you know, I mean, we just didn't see them. And uh, when we did, it was usually six o'clock or 11 o'clock news. They usually had uh, handcuffs on, <laughs> you know, yeah. kind of yeah. a thing. Or, or maybe it was a preacher or something. But just regular. This is the thing that's crazy. And I think, in my opinion, why there's such a, uh, I don't know. Uh, a reward reading, uh, you know, the Abigail Wallace series is that it shows just regular black people doing regular shit. Mm-hmm. And that's beautiful. You know what I mean? It, it, sometimes it's, so, it's, I don't know how to explain it, but there's a beauty in the mundane kind right. of a thing. I mean, if right. anything, the internet teaches us that. You can find. Uh, videos of people tapping their fingers on their thing. You know, you can find pictures of people just, you know, uh, walking someplace and they're filming themselves, talk. I mean, very, you know, no bullets flying, no special effects, just very human right. kinds of activities. And so, yeah, when I when I see, uh, you know, Abigail or, or her interacting with, uh, it's Darren, right? No. Nah. Uh, Darren, and, you know, she's trying to sort those things out. I mean, a lot of us have been through something similar. You know, we've handled it differently. But to see black people do that, because before it was only friends, you know what I mean? Or it was only, you know, all these other kinds of shows that didn't really include us. And right. I, I, I do got to say that, you know, the men that you portray in the film I mean, yeah, some of them are the, on the good guy side. You know, some of them mm-hmm. on the, like in wrestling, they had like the good guys and the rule breakers. I don't know if they still the have baby, that. The baby faces and the heels. Yes, yeah, Exactly, do. yeah. And so it's good to see that. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's good to see that. I think you, I think you have a balance. Um, well, you know what? That, that, that's actually important. That, that's a goal of mine was balance. And um, because, you know, going back to what you were saying about how, you know, there's kind of an excitement when we do see ourselves on TV. Yeah. You know, the crazy thing is, even though we have more and more outlets now where we're seeing ourselves more, there is still that excitement when we get to see ourselves in areas that we don't normally get to. Right. I mean, this last Black Panther trailer that came out, folks were losing their minds. Losing I was watching fucking minds. I'm looking at reaction video after reaction video, and you've got people that they're, they're crying, they're excited. You know, as soon as a black face pops up on the screen, they, right. they're cheering, and we're excited to see ourselves in a space, um, this being a major, you know, motion picture, major big-budget superhero movie that we haven't been in of that scope before. You know, so we, we are excited to see ourselves. So, you know, and, and even before that, a lot of times we would show up, if we were in the movie, we were... Somehow it was just more than regular life. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. Either they were a super bad criminal or they were like a super noble, you know, magical Negro savior <laughs> type, you know, and everything. And we don't always get to be just regular. So mm-hmm. when I went into Abigail Waller, when I had the original idea for the entire concept, like years before I even did the web series, it, I just wanted to be a regular chick, you know. Yeah. You always hear the the log line for Seinfeld was a show about nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, it was just regular mundane stuff. And I'm like, well, why can't I do that? We deal with daily crap too. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, yeah. No, nah, man, I think it's beautiful. And uh, that, even though it took me years, literally years to get the humor of Seinfeld, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Once you got it, you was hooked. Right. You know what I mean? It was like, uh, so what's his name? gets burned, you know, he goes to Jackie, who obviously is supposed to be uh, <laughs> Johnny, Cochran. Johnny Cochran. And, uh, and you know, that guy, that actor's father used to play on Mission Impossible back in the day. I don't know if you right. peeped that. Right, I didn't know that. But, uh, but he was like, uh, did you put the bomb on? <laughs> 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 something, so, something so simple, but they made fun of the way he talked, but this shit was hilarious. You know what I mean? Did you put right. the bomb on? So I think about those kinds of things, and, and uh, we see that in your Abigail series. Well, first of all, I, I'll take it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and second of all, no, I, I appreciate that. You know, I mean, it's, it's great for me to hear that because you, the things you're nailing are things that I said I try to do. Um, I'm a real fan of witty humor. That's right. probably my favorite type of humor. I mean, I like you know the slapstick stuff is fine, and all, I like all types of humor. But I'm really into like wordplay, satire, you know, witty stuff, which right. is why you know someone recently asked me, well, who was my favorite character to write in the in the web comic? And I'd say, well, I, I guess my favorite would be Tracy. Right. Just because a lot of her stuff is based in like wit, you know, acidic remarks. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, older we don't have that in in TV as much anymore. I mean, I remember watching older sitcoms. You would watch, well, something a little bit more recent. Say something like Living Single. You know, it was about Kyle and Max. Mm-hmm. Just the barbs that they would throw at each other were so nasty and so low, but yet so funny. It was all done with words, mm-hmm. you know, or going even further back to the Jeffersons between, you know, Florence and George, you know. Right. I always just loved wordplay uh, on Esther and Fred Sanford, that type of stuff. So mm-hmm. I'm glad that you, you enjoy that because, you know, I'm, that's what I'm trying to do. Yeah, I mean, like I said, the nature abhors a void because mm-hmm. uh, if we depend on, you know, uh, uh, I was going to say, uh, come up with a different name for Hollywood, but if we depend on Hollywood, um, I was going to say Pedo Wood or <laughs> Harassment Wood or you know, Watch Me Shower Wood or something like that. You know, um, right. if, if we depend on those guys, I mean, they, they're a template that they follow. You know, it's either mm-hmm. the thug shit, you know, uh, vulnerable, vulnerable, sassy black female shit, or... Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the sidekick shit. I mean, that's pretty much, pretty much it, kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, offline, you know, off, off of that vibration, you know, we have this. Now, you know, you have other projects, of course, that you're working on. The Abigail Waller Series dot com is terrific, and we all going to check it out. Uh, you mentioned off mic that you are working on a prose comic. Can you tell us a little bit about Shadow Fox? Yeah, yeah. Um... I will, I'll preface it by saying, you know, if it isn't obvious by now, I'm a big nerd, and uh, I love uh, 
comic books and um, Shadow Fox is a story about Keishan Jenkins, uh, she's a 15-year-old girl, high school freshman, who um, after, you know, like most superheroes, there's some loss in her life, and uh, she has unreconciled feelings about that. And as she watches her city, you know, spiral deeper and deeper, you know, into crime, she really develops a desire to try to do something. Uh, she doesn't have any powers. Um, this is I, I get my influence in this, I guess, largely from Batman. I guess you would say my favorite superhero. Mm-hmm. But she uses her, she's a science prodigy. So she uses her, her smarts and her know-how to basically become a superhero, and she eventually adopts the code name Shadow Fox. Hmm. And um, so right now I'm working on the, the first arc of that story. And the the format I'm going with is something that I've seen called prose comics, and um, all it is, is is what it sounds like. They're gonna there's gonna be short stories. I guess you could say a short story series. Uh, this first arc is looking like five issues, but it's words. It's not pictures. Although I am um, reaching out to artists to try to find someone to do the covers for each one. Mm-hmm. So it's gonna be you know it's gonna have a comic book style cover. Each issue is gonna be numbered, um, but it's a prose story. And um, so that's what I'm one of the projects I'm working on now that I'm really excited about, and um, can't wait till I have some some artwork and some stuff to show about that. That's cool. Are you going to post any kind of uh, uh, teaser or anything on a on a website someplace? Anything like that? You know what? Glad glad you asked that because I should bring up uh, websites I'm going to use. Um, yeah, I I've started a publishing shingle, and. Um, Right now, I've got a Twitter and a Facebook page for it. I'm probably going to be more active on the Twitter. Uh, but the, the the shingle is called Kinetic Ink Press. And um, that's I spelled... I spell it. That's spelled K-Y-N. I knew you was going to do black people. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're black people. We, well, you know what? You know what? Here's the thing about that. Um... It's like, okay, I want something that sounds cool, that relates to what I'm doing. Right. But when you start using somewhat mundane words there's always somebody's got like that spelling exactly, you know? right, right. so i was like okay well how can i jazz this up where no one's got it so i'm like all right we'll go kinetic ink press but it's yeah it's k-y-n-e-t-i-k <laughs> uh ink i-n-k and press gotcha. and you can find it on twitter at kinetic ink press all together and um, that's that's my my writing and publishing shingle, and that's where you're gonna find updates on Shadow Fox and some of the other stories that I'm working on. Now, just explain to me. You said publishing shingle. I- explain that. Yeah. Oh well, all it is is I'm primarily gonna be self-publishing this. Um, you know, I thought about going their traditional publishing route, and I'm still open to that. But my thing is, I'm not getting any younger, and I don't want to go through starting from the bottom in another industry where I'm submitting and I'm submitting and I'm having to wait on someone to give me the green light for my work to come out. So I'm going to self-publish it. But, you know, when you have books and they're published, there's generally some type of publishing company that's behind it or a name behind it. Mm -hmm. So I just created my own. Gotcha. You know, because I've got a lot of different... Shadow Fox isn't the only superhero character I've got. I've got a few others, Mm -hmm. and eventually I'm going to have works out for them. So it makes sense, you know, to kind of tie it under some brand. You know, you've got DC, you've got Marvel, you know, Milestone. Mm -hmm. Mine will be Kinetic Inc. Excellent, excellent. That's cool, man. That's good. Now, uh, speaking of other titles, tell me about Lupus Moon. Okay. Uh, Lupus Moon is an action horror series. Um, 
the first book on that, I'm actually going to write these in just traditional novels. I'm not going to do them serialized or anything. But it's about Alexandria Crane, who um, spends her life hunting and killing werewolves. Wow. Um, and in the first story, um, she comes to a small Colorado town where she's heard of possible werewolf activity, and she basically comes to, to wipe them out. Mm-hmm. Um, the quick way, the quick pitch is Blade with Werewolves. Is how I kind of explain it to folks who, okay. you know, okay. want to know. And, and really it's because that was the movie that inspired it. Um, this character obviously been with me since, I don't know when that movie came out. Oh, gosh. It was like 90, 92 or 94 or something? It was, yeah, it was around, it was, um, now I'm going to have to look that up. But yeah. Yeah, I know. Um, it was the first time I ever heard techno. I was like, what the hell is yeah. that? That's techno, Tech, techno, what? Yeah, so, but yep. yeah, when that, when that movie came out, 98. Came 98, out 98, okay. So yeah, when that movie came out, uh, I watched it, I'm like, this is awesome. I, and I really wasn't even into vampires. Like, werewolves had always been my favorite monster. Right. And I'm like, wow, I like this. I would love to write something like this. But I'm like, well, I can't do vampires. I'm not going to do another black dude. This is, I don't want to just <laughs> totally rip it. Right, so in right, my right. mind at the time, I'm like, all right, well, I'll make her a female, and we'll do werewolves, and, <laughs> and we'll go from there. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but yeah, that's that. I'll be working. I'll be starting to work on the first draft of that next month. Uh, November is National Novel Writing Month. Okay. And so the whole thing about, behind that is to you know try to write a novel in a month. So I've already got the story outlined. Um, as of now, uh, as of now, there's going to be hopefully up to seven or eight novels in the series. Wow, like, okay. I already have like ideas and stuff planned out, so... How do you yeah. write a novel in a month? Yeah, it's... You know, the the whole... As I understand it, the the idea is really just to get people to write. The, the hardest thing for writers to do is to sit down and actually write. Right. Because we tend to procrastinate and, you know, think ourselves out of it. So I, I think more than anything, it's just... A, a way to sit down and get it done. It can be done. Mm-hmm. I don't know how. Um, gotcha. Because I don't work that well, but we'll, we'll see. For me, I'm approaching it as let me just get in and, and, you know, I have a daily goal, daily word goal, and if I meet that, then I'm good. You know, if mm-hmm. I don't have the whole thing done by the end of November, I'll be so far into it that I have no choice but to finish it. Gotcha. Now, I have a little cousin, right? And uh, I'm gonna call her. Uh, I'll call her Gillian. All right, mm-hmm. a little cousin had a little, you know, like reunion type thing Sunday, whatever. And uh, you know, you know, they call me, you know, whatever. And uh, so she's in the manga, right? Mm-hmm. I was like, oh wow, that's, that's cool, you know. And, and but you know, all the aunties and, and older cousins. So I, I didn't get a chance to get to her. So long story short, you know, I got her email address and I sent her. Um, it's so funny. She said something. This is tell you how the times. I, you know, my daughter's on Facebook. So I said, you know, sweetie, you have a Facebook thing. She said, young people ain't on Facebook no more. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I was like, wow. Okay. So anyways, I got an email address. And um, and I sent her this. So long story short, is she mentioned that she wanted to write a web comic. So for my little cousin, Jillian, right? What what kind of advice would you give her since you've been in this game for two years strong? 
um, just do it. Like, like I, 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 it's just as simple as that. If if you want to do a web comic, just do it. There's there's nothing stopping you from doing it. That's the beauty of technology nowadays. Is if you want to, you can. Uh, me personally, I cannot draw. Mm-hmm. Um, Abigail is made using an online platform called Pixton, mm-hmm. where you can take elements and create and design your characters and place them in scenes. Um, I and, and that was important to me to do because, um, like I said, Abigail existed as a web series before, but we ran into issues and we weren't able to continue. And I got real um, turned off from trying to shoot projects for a long time because after Abigail, there was another web series that I tried to do. It didn't work out. Mm. And I was like, man, I need to do something. And I'm like, I'm tired of running into these issues, these exterior issues that bring my project down. Mm-hmm. And the idea uh, came back around. My girlfriend, you know, told me about some software. She saw where someone, you know, could maybe make a comic. And I said, well, if there was a way for me to do it and not have to worry about working with an artist, then that would be, you know, full, you know, full speed ahead. How did you so, how you, you spell know, Pixton? Uh, P as in Paul. I X. T-O-N. Um, there's a free version. There's a paid version. I do use the paid version um, because oh, that's cool. you get uh, access to more assets, more scenes, more props and stuff you can do to really um, you know, make a comic stand out. And you can also eventually look to put your stuff either on merchandise or make books out of it. Wow. Like I said, I do want to eventually have Abigail out as, as a book. I mean, everybody um, should have at least... Abigail, you know, volume one and Abigail coffee mug at the very at the bare minimum. At, I've got enough to do in Abby volume one and volume two, honestly. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> and, right. Yeah, and, right. And, and the mug and, and, you know, some shirts and stuff. So that's that's something that I'm working towards. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I, I've got a couple of friends that's been on me <laughs> for a while that I need to put a book out. And the biggest reason why I hadn't is, um, I mean, we, well, with the Pixton platform, I would have to, you know, kind of get permission of whether or not I can do the book or not. Gotcha. Um, so that's it. That's a downside of me doing it. But again, like I said, I personally can't draw them, so I have to work with what you got. And I guess it's another piece of advice mm-hmm. is work with what you got. Like if you're able to draw and write, sky's the limit. Do it. What the What the hell are you waiting on? Mm-hmm. Um, now, if you want to work with an artist, just be sure that you find someone that you can work with and work out the schedule and really make sure that you're both on the same page about how much work you want to do, how often you want to put it out. You know, if you're going to set a release schedule, do your best to adhere to it. You know, mm-hmm. that's one of the biggest things is consistency. Mm-hmm. You know, I wouldn't have been able to build up the followers that I have right now um, without any type of consistency because, you know, people come to, like, like I said, people come to expect your comic. Right. And if they show up for me, I drop on Wednesdays and Fridays during the seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, if someone's showing up on Wednesdays and Fridays and too many times I'm not there, you know, then people lose interest. Right. Um, and this kind of goes back into comics. Um, the reason I'm writing Shadow Fox as a prose comic and not even trying to do a physical comic is because I want to make sure that I'm able to put out the story on a regular basis mm-hmm. for the readers. The problem with uh, indie comics, and I, I love indie comics, I support a bunch of them, right. especially if they're black. Yeah, um, of course. It's, yeah, especially. But um, the the only issue I run into, and it's it's 
the nature of the beast is sometimes you will get an issue one, and then it's months, four, <laughs> five, six months, sometimes a year before you see issue two. Yeah, man. And it's the nature of the beast. I understand it takes yeah. time for artists to do the work. It takes mm-hmm. money to pay yeah. them to generate it. I understand that. I didn't have the temerity to say, I'm going to go full here. We're going to do comics because I want to make sure that once I start dropping this story, right. at least every month I'm getting you the next piece out. Mm-hmm. And I felt more confident that I could do that if I just wrote a pro story and released it that way. And I just have to worry about, you know, finding an artist to do covers than worrying about them doing full pages. Gotcha. So that's my strategy. Whole, yeah. Yes, yeah, the whole psychology behind that, but it's, it's based out of wanting to make sure that the fans are pleased. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, but how yeah, would she, let's say she draws the comic, because she likes to draw, so let's say she draws it. Um, I don't know if she has, uh, you know, I don't know what her computer setup is like or whatever, but let's just say she has the image now what? Like, she has to have a domain? Is there some other play, free play, place she can post? Like, what would be the next move? You know, I, for me, I went ahead and just paid for a domain. Um, I, again, I'm kind of getting to, it's going to sound like I'm a control freak, but there is liberty in calling your own shots. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I have my own domain. I wanted it to be abigailwallerseries.com. Um, mm-hmm. For me, maybe it's a vanity thing, but I didn't want it to be like, you know, Wix.com slash Abigail Waller series exactly. or anything like that. Yeah. I wanted it to be as professional as possible. So I paid for a domain. Um, the Abigail website really is a WordPress blog. Ah, uh, okay. Um, right. And that's, that's easy to do. Once you get your domain, it's easy to connect WordPress um, for free because I'm using, a, I think, a regular theme. I'm not even using a premium theme. Mm-hmm. Now, what I did do is go into the uh, code a little bit and just make some changes, and that's easy to do. I don't – it's not like I went into the, the – what they call the style sheet and change all that. No, there's a, there's an interface where you can make basic adjustments. Mm-hmm. And it's just a WordPress blog, and uh, there's a, um, what they call it, a widget. I'm probably using the wrong word, but there's a widget, there's an add-on uh, called Comic Easel, mm-hmm. which is designed for web comics because web comics has gotten to be so big, a lot of people are doing it. So I yeah. plug that in. Mm-hmm. And then that's it. If you have your drawing, uh, you scan it in, you know, get you a JPEG or a PNG, mm-hmm. and you just upload that to your WordPress blog, and voila, comic. Beautiful. It, it's easy. That's good, man. It's funny. I was trying to, I was dabbling in, in, in uh, comics myself just because I talked to so many you, you talented people who are starting to, you know, and I haven't picked up a pen in like 20 years, so I started drawing. But on my site... I got Squarespace, okay. and, and there's no widget thing for a comic. And okay. I was like, God, this is a drag. You know I mean? So now I know why everybody's saying, go, you know, use WordPress, use WordPress, use WordPress. Yeah, so, yeah. So, yeah. WordPress is pretty awesome. And, um, yeah, I mean, that's how I do it. I mean, I'm a guy that cannot draw, and I found a way to render my characters. I've, you know, got a website to put it up and a way to put my story out. And at the end of the day, it was about putting your story out. Exactly. Exactly. Um, cool, man. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna write this up and give it to her and send this send her this link once we uh once it posts. But uh, yeah, man, it's we're in a moment, and I, I say this almost every show. We're in a blankety blank moment. Where African, you know, folks in America and Caribbean, you understand, uh, you know, you know, Africa. I'm talking to everybody. 
and everybody's putting content out there. They're putting out quality content and they're getting support, you know, and, and I, I feel like this is that this is that that black arts renaissance that I saw in the 90s. You know, I was only aware of what was popping off in Philly, but, you know, it was powerful. You know, it was powerful. And I, and I feel like we're at that moment again. You know, some of the, you know, big white media skimming off the top. You understand? So we got, right. you know, Issa Rae or whatever. She's over there with a, was it Showtime or HBO? HBO. HBO and some other people, you know, uh, you know, maybe get, you know, <clears throat> drafted or whatever. But, you know, you know, God bless them. You know what I mean? Enjoy the bread and, and everything like that. But some people, they, they have that same spirit that you got, uh, Kevin, which is about control. You know what yeah. I mean? And it's not a it's a, not a negative thing. You know, this is a ship and it has to be steered. You, you follow well, you know, me? There, 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 there's a give and take. I mean, it, it depends on where you want to go, you know. Yeah. Like with the comics and stuff, I, I can control that. Mm-hmm. But like, let's say I wanted to get into TV, which I kind of do. Mm-hmm. You kind of sometimes you might have to work with the machine a little bit. It's, it's always a give and take in everything. I mean, and the funny thing with the TV stuff is that the more I learn about it, again, this goes back to amount of control. The reason I really haven't pushed in that direction yet mm-hmm. is I want to own it. Yeah. And as it is, when you write a TV show, if you sell it to a production company for them to develop, you sold it and your trademark and all of that. Mm-hmm. I'm not, not trademark, wrong word, copyright. Mm-hmm. And the character and stuff is gone. Mm. And sure, the show might get done, but the thing is, ultimately, somebody could say, hey, ratings aren't good, we're going to cancel it. Mm-hmm. You don't own it. You don't control it. Your story is gone. Yeah. And with some of the characters I have, I'm like, these characters have been with me forever, and I want the opportunity to, you know, not necessarily try to make another TV show, but if I want to say, well, I want to put out a novel or a comic book or mm-hmm. a web series, whatever, I want that right. Mm-hmm. So, but... Again, it comes back to a give and take because if I really want to write for TV and have something maybe on Netflix, I either would need to write something as a book first and then license you know, the rights to make a show based on the book because mm-hmm. that way you keep the underlying copyright mm-hmm. or create a show that you're willing to sell off. Right. So it's, I don't know, it's a give and take, but that's what's kind of keeping me because I've, I've got a concept that I would love to just write a pilot for and, and shop around but i'm having for where i'm at right now and mm-hmm. there's always time for me to get another stuff yeah 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 we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up man i want to keep you on the phone all day but i i, I did want to ask you something it's kind of a little prep i was doing before calling you so mm-hmm. uh maybe it's a pattern maybe i'm hallucinating but i don't think i'm hallucinating i'm going on youtube and I'm seeing all of these black content channels starting somewhere between 2009 and 2012. It's like this magical period, right? Black and sexy TV, you know, uh, this a, a series called uh, Brothers With No Game. I saw some of your stuff popping off. I don't know if it was dorm entertainment or something, you know. Dorm entertainment. Dorm yeah. All of these series with terrific, even some of ISIS stuff, right? All of these right. terrific, uh, you know, content creators popping off on YouTube around that period. Mm-hmm. Uh, was there something magical about that time? I mean, what? I can you talk about was, that a little bit? I just think it was just new. 
Okay. <laughs> it's really all it was. It was, it was uh, you know, you had people, I'm sure, probably from the beginning of YouTube um, that, you know, might have tried to, to do this type of content. And, um, you know, I think it was just a lot of people that didn't realize that that was an option. They realized that YouTube was more than watching cat videos and, <laughs> and right, folks right. play video games or whatever, exactly. and that they could actually utilize it as a platform uh, for them to get out there and uh, or put their work out there. So you had a bunch of people getting in, and I'm, I'm sure a lot of it was fueled by, you know, seeing someone like Issa Rae have the success she had with Awkward Black Girl, mm-hmm. you know. And other folks are like, well, I, I, I want to be the next Issa, you know. So they're putting their stuff out there. And, um, I mean, it was a big influence in me getting um, Abigail together, I believe. I don't know, it's been a while. I can't remember if ABG came out before Abigail or after. or uh, But somehow there was a big influence you know, mm-hmm. on me in, in, in doing it because I saw it as someone from coming from a filmmaker background. It was it suddenly kind of opened my eyes to, wow, I could get my stuff together and put it out and nobody can stop me. Right. You know, um, before that time, I was all about trying to write screenplays and sell them to Hollywood. Mm-hmm. But then this was an opportunity for me to kind of put a vision out there and have control over it. And yes, it comes with its, you know, again, positives and negatives. You know, you have to find people and hopefully you get people that get dedicated and will work with you over a period of time to shoot the episodes to get them up and all of that. But mm-hmm. It could be done, and yeah. So there was a in, huge influx of people doing content, and um, I'm not sure how it is now. I haven't been on YouTube and watched too many series. I still see new series, but yeah. I don't know how many because uh, there's been plenty that I followed that that stopped, right. and I'm pretty sure I can relate to how a lot of them stopped. I've been there myself, mm-hmm. and even with all of that, I still. I still have feel the itch to try to try again. I'm 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 interested in trying again. I'm just haven't allowed myself to really go there because of what's happened before. I'd so, be willing to bet that you're gonna get the Centerlink at some time in the short future, where somebody did just a little fan film where they acted out one of your uh, strips. You know, some young ladies playing Abigail, somebody's playing the gun crazy girl in the coffee shop. I mean, I can see somebody doing this. I, 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 I can a, see that. I, I had a, a filmmaker friend here in Houston. He wanted to do just that. Wow. <laughs> um, he, he hasn't he hasn't done it yet, but he, he he approached me and he said, "Hey, I would love to like you know just do a short film, you know, just take one of your comics, either a a new one or one that you've already published, and do like a short film version of it." Mm-hmm. And you know, and I gave him my blessing, and he hasn't done it yet, but um, yeah, that, that would be cool if yeah. someone just did that it popped up they're like just just make sure you tag me in it yeah exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah ladies and gentlemen i've been talking to the insightful kevin sorrell uh he's the creator writer producer of uh the abigail waller series abigail uh waller series.com the life and times of abigail waller uh, the updates come out every uh wednesday and friday during the season, so what's the what what time period is the season, Kevin? Yeah, they they rotate. <laughs> <laughs> I, they rotate. It's like I I don't have a a, a strict period. Like uh, season four ended, I think in April, and I only intended to take three months off. Um, mm-hmm. Somewhere in there in May, um, unfortunately, I lost my mom, oh, sorry and that, that that threw 
stuff off and of you know i didn't really feel like being funny for a while so right. i think it wound up being five months before we came back in september but wow. the seasons are rolling but i do make it a point to let people know hey we've got three episodes left two episodes left season finale you know that type mm-hmm. of thing cool man so uh to follow you on twitter uh what do they do follow me on twitter at writer guy kiv um that's uh W-R-I-T-E-R-G-U-I, Writer Guy. Yes, that is a play on Write or Die. That's just how much of a nerd I am. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah, but Writer Guy, Kev, so you can follow me on Twitter. Um, Abigail Waller, you can follow her on Twitter, at Abigail Waller. Mm-hmm. And um, if you want, you can even, I got you know my own little personal website where I have updates on kind of all the stuff I'm working on, and that's just kevinsorrell.com. Okay. Uh, which is just A-E-V-I-N-S-O-R-R-E-L-L dot com. Excellent. Mr. Sorrell, it's been a pleasure to have you on the program. Yo, family, what's going on with you? I hope y'all dug that interview. This is Jonathan Soul speak with you now. I want you to support my brothers and sisters by following them on social media and going to their website and picking up that product so we can stop focusing so much on issues and start focusing on building industry. For more episodes, go to JonathanSoul.com, J-O-H-N-A-T-H-A-N-S-O-U-L.com. And, of course, I'm on social media. I'm on uh, it's Jonathan Soul at Twitter, Instagram, uh, Tumblr. Uh, subscribe on iTunes. Subscribe on uh, SoundCloud. And um, I'm over at uh, Black Spot as well that terrific Facebook competitor. Listen, family, I love you guys, and I want all your dreams to come true. And my dreams can't come true without you, and yours can't come true without me. So let's support each other, and let's build this thing together. I love you guys. Peace and love to you and your family. Till next time. Yeah.